I'm Renee Rochelle, the founder and president of One True Match. I'm here to help you find and cultivate the love of your life. For over a decade, I've dedicated my life to the importance, purpose, and dynamic of human relationships. My team and I are disciplined by faith, love, and integrity to help our clients find the quality relationship they've always dreamt of. Each week, I will be sharing the tools and tips I've learned that have rooted my success as a matchmaker with other leaders around the world. Hello, loves. Welcome back. This is kind of part two of what our last talk was um, that I had Pastor Chris here. So if you're sitting here and you have no idea who Pastor Chris is, I encourage you to listen to our other podcast that we just did learning about our pastor and our church that just gives us so much knowledge and just thirst for more on a weekly basis when we're at church sitting there listening to all the words that God fuels him with, that I wanted to bring him on and we're going to do this a little bit more regularly because there's so much just just love and just encouragement that you give all of us on a on a weekly basis. If you're looking for a church, of course, join me anytime at River Rock because I always love having all my friends and family mm-hmm. at the same place together and just talking about the Lord and what he has planned for each one of us. So I am welcoming back our pastor, Chris Price, and I want to really dive into a sermon that really touched me a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about um, is the race worth it? And I think in, you know, with all of our single dating engaged audience that are going through just life, right? There's so much stuff going on on a regular basis. Not only are we, there's wars, there's also just our own wars in our head. And, and, you know, sometimes it feels like we're in the middle of a tornado, right? right? And so, when he preached on this particular topic just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you've got to come on a podcast and share this with our audience because I obviously think the race is definitely worth it, but also it's that word of encouragement that I'm hoping you all will enjoy him sharing. So welcome, Chris. Yeah, it's so great to be back, Renee. <laughs> Thank you for having me and being a part of this. One True Match, fantastic things that y'all are doing. And yes, I love meeting all of your friends. So if you haven't come, come say hello, yes. at least come for a week. Yes. I uh, would love to get to know more of uh, your friends that are out there. So yeah. Fantastic stuff. Um, you're right on in talking about, hey, this race is absolutely worth it. Um, there are so many days that I've got to tell you that even in my life, I'm like, God, is this really going the way you want it to go? Is this really what you have in store? Surely there's got to be something else. Um, and we get to that point sometimes where we just get frustrated that, hey, what's the point of, of waking up today? What's what's out there? What am I supposed to do in this situation that's hard? I, I'm lonely or I wish I had someone or is this person the right person for me? Right? One true match. That's what it's all about. Right. Finding that right connection. So um the encouragement for me always comes from scripture. Um, and, and that's other people can, can encourage and can pour into that. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, Hey, what is it that God says about me? That's my true identity, right? right? It's not what other people say. And it's not who I even think that I am. My true identity is who God says that I am. And, and what God says for our life is how we trust him um, with saying, Hey, I believe you. And I'm going to put my trust in that as we walk through this race together. Right. And that's what this is. Um, All throughout the New Testament, uh, the Bible talks about this race of life. And so it is absolutely worth it. So, uh, yeah, being able to share just a little bit about that. Which I'm so excited. And I always tell everybody is when we have these 
cut sheets, right? So I write down all my little notes. So I'm excited for you to share. Yeah. And then I might even ask some more questions Absolutely. to get better understanding. So. Absolutely. So <laughs> so here's one of the places where uh, race is used in the Bible is in Hebrews chapter 12. So you just got to understand, he talks about this race that we're on, but it's because we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And in Hebrews 11, it's that great chapter of just the heroes of the faith, where you begin with Abel, right? Who was, who was Adam and Eve's son, who was killed by his brother, out of jealousy is, is offering to God. And it goes all the way through to modern times in, in scripture, at least, right? Right. And, and at the end, it talks about all these anonymous people that were sawed in half or that were sliced with the sword, all those graphic, gruesome kind of things, but all for the sake of following and trusting God. And so you look at that and you're like, hey, if those people were killed, does that mean that their race wasn't worth it? Did they what was their problem? What was God's problem with that? And God continues to show us that, hey, you're not enduring this race just for this life, that there's a whole eternity that's ahead. And if you keep your focus on that, persevering to the end, whatever that means in this life, knowing that there's a future that is out there that's for all eternity, that's in paradise and heaven with him. And that's kind of the whole shift of focus here. And so really, when we follow Jesus in our life, it all revolves around that perseverance word, right? That we are persevering step by step, enduring what he's called us to do. And he says, hey, your encouragement is coming from all these people in the past that have lived it and done it. You're not the first person to go through these hard hard situations. You're, you're not going to be the last, but hang with it. Goes back to what we talked about last week, right? Or this last podcast was, hey, hey, what is it to really trust God with your life and get right. him outside of that box so you can keep moving with him? Right. Um, so he goes on to talk about this race and the word race, which is which is what I think is so fascinating about this. The, the writer of Hebrews knew that the people in the Roman world knew what this word was. It was agon. It's the word that we get agony from, right? It was a pentathlon. So we're not just talking about a 100-meter sprint. He's talking about a five-event kind of race where there was uh, swimming and running and all kinds of physical feats and things like that. And then the very last event was in this race, agon, was a face-to-face -face boxing match with an opponent. And so you were dead dog tired after this pentathlon of all these rigorous events to come to the point where you're in a wrestling boxing match with an opponent. Imagine, right? It was agony. Right. That's why we get that word from it, right? And and it's it reminds me so much of when we're at our weakest, that's when the enemy comes to attack us, right? It's very true. And he says, hey, your guard's down. I got an easy in. And so the race here is that, hey, even when you're tired, persevere through the end. And when the enemy comes and stares you face to face, I, God says, I will give you the strength to endure. I will give you the strength to persevere through this, even when the enemy is staring you face to face with those boxing gloves on. And what a great encouragement that that is for each and every one of us, that I'm not relying on my own strength. I'm relying on God's strength even in those hard, hard times where I, I've got nothing left. I feel like right. God, I can't pour anything else out. Right. So these people that are being talked about in Hebrews 12, and then Paul writes about it in, in Philippians uh, chapter 4, running the good race, you know, and I fought the good fight. There you go, right? Right. the race, I fought the fight. It's all right there. Um, he would then come to this point where, hey, you're enduring in this life, yeah, but realizing this isn't the end all. So how do you endure, right? I mean, right. What, when you think about, hey, what are the steps or the keys to that? And, and the key objective is, is faith. 
Yeah. Now, I know that's a really churchy word, but, but here's what <laughs> faith really is. And just want to read the definition. It's the settled confidence, right, that something in the future, something that has not yet been seen, is actually going to come out to happen because it's been promised by God. So God makes us these promises. We know by faith he keeps his promises. He always has. He always will. Right. And through that, he promises that he will have his presence with us all the time that he's never going to leave us or forsake us. So those three principles is what faith is really based on. He made promises, he keeps promises, he will never leave us. And so out of all of that, he says, because of that, trust me, let me pour into you, be encouraged through this, have the faith to continue going each and every day. And so when things don't go the way that I want them to go, God and I have some great discussions. Right. Sometimes heated arguments. Like, God, I can't believe you allowed this to happen. Right. What are you trying to teach right. me? Right. Makes no sense in my life right now. And God always says, chill, take a deep breath. You're running the race. You're not at the finish line yet. You've got so much more to accomplish. And just wait to see what I'm going to do through all of this. Even the bad times, even the frustrating times, and even those ecstatic times, right? Yeah. That, that all of those play into this whole idea of just walk with me. Right. And I always say when things <clears throat> don't happen the way that we want to, instead of being down and upset at our feeling like failure or we didn't do something, knowing that God just has a better opportunity, a, 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 a clear door for us to walk through and knowing that he's in control, That's you it. don't get as down on yourself. That's it. <laughs> I, I like to, here in our community, we have this whole rucksack people that run around with these big weights on their back. Yeah. And they, they sweat more. They work more. It works their muscles. And I think they're crazy, honestly. But <laughs> but good for you. If that's you, fantastic. I'm proud of you. I'll cheer you on. Um, and we have one of the largest clubs, groups of people that do that with these yeah. rucksacks. And, they, and they'll purposely put those weights in their back. And, and, and honestly, sometimes when we get this whole idea of this is my life, and I'm in control, and I want to manipulate the situations for the best outcome for me. And sometimes we're putting weight on the back of us that we're carrying around all this dead weight because we think this is the way it needs to happen. And God says, no, 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 I've come to free you of all that. I've come to take these burdens off of you so that you can excel in this race. Right. There's no runners in the Olympics that are having rucksacks on the back with 10 or 15, 20 pound weights on them, right? I mean, that would be ridiculous. Right. And God says, so it's ridiculous for you to run through this race with all these expectations or all these things that you've put on yourself, pressures, analogy, yeah. whatever. Why do you do that? Right. Um, I played baseball, right? I, I love baseball. So excited um, about the playoffs that are happening, World Series. It's that time of year, right? And, and so here's what you get into the batter's box having warmed up in the practice little area yeah right? before you get up to bat you've got several bats in your hand you've got weights on your bat to yeah. kind of strengthen you up so that when you get up there and you face Shohei Otani's 103 mile an hour fastball right it doesn't feel like it's as it's, hard to it's hit it's not as hard right, right? but the weight <laughs> comes off the bat as mm -hmm. soon as you step into the actual game right and I think that's the whole idea that God tells us right yeah you may have all these weights on you but Jesus wants to take them all off. That's why he gave up his life for us, right? I want to free you of those burdens. I want to lighten your load so that when you're in this pentathlon of 
agony in this race, you're free to perform and endure just the way I've created you. Which is crazy to think in that way, which is such a good analogy, I, I feel like, for people to understand. But half of the challenges we're faced are us putting our own pressure and weight on ourselves because we yes. probably lean so far away and trying to take control in our own better understanding. And that's what's actually weighing us down because we're not giving it all to the Lord. You are exactly right. And <laughs> and here's the question that I've, I've started asking myself every day. And I've challenged our church to ask themselves too that, hey, what if you woke up every day believing that the day that God had just created was already ordained by him? The sovereign God of the universe has already ordained your steps, knows exactly what's coming your way. How would that change your perspective of the day, right? Would the, would the hard times be a little bit easier? Would it change your perspective of what opportunities might would look like instead of conflicts? Um, would there be uh, just a, a, a new understanding of my vision for my life that even when the bad things come in my life that God already knew it was coming? And he's like, hey, this is one more step in your life where I want to stretch you just a little bit <laughs> right? so that I can grow your faith. Right. I've made promises to you. I'm not going to, I'm never going to go back on those promises. I made promises. I keep my promises. My presence is with you always. I'm never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. And so God teaches us through these hard times, but how we view those times how we endure and persevere through those times is what he actually uses to help grow us right. to become all that we that he has created us to be. So even when difficulties come, try really hard in my life to say, you know what, this is a difficulty, but God knew it was coming. So he knows I can handle it. Right. Um, and I'm not going to be And it's how do we then, because I, I mean, and you would know this better, obviously, uh -huh. in all of your 21 years of, of being a pastor, but it's almost like we then question well, when is that time going to come or when is I, or is it worth it? I'm sure you hear and see people struggle with that's when they start to walk away. For and the sure. reality of it is it's not our time that we know, right? That's it. And, and Renee, that whole key to endurance, like when things come and we're like, oh, this is so hard. I can't do it anymore. The, the key to that really is, hey, what are you focused on? Right. I mean, are you so focused on that distraction or on that difficulty? Are you really focused on, hey, what is God really trying to do through all of this? Right. Do I trust him that he's made promises, he's keeping his promises, he's never going to leave me? So am I trusting that and am I focused still on him and mm -hmm. his presence is with me? So true. so out of that, here's, here's the problem that so many of us, when we get scared in this life, it's because we begin to lose sight because we have a fear of what the future is going to look like. Right. Like, hey, if this difficulty is going to overwhelm me or this obstacle in my life or, or this loneliness or this, you, you put a blank there and you fill it in with what is you personally, right? Right. But if this thing overcomes me, my future is going to be so messed up or how is this going to affect me or, or people aren't going to like me. It's that whole image issue where, hey, it's not what other people say about your image. It's what God says you are. That's right. your true identity, <laughs> right? right? Um, and then when those difficulties come and we're worried about the future, then all of a sudden we panic and we take our eyes off of Jesus and take our eyes off of what God has for us. And we begin to really focus in on the distraction. It's, it's kind of like, hey, when you're running, let's go back to baseball, right? When you're running the base paths, your focus is, how do I get to that next base? Right. And I don't really care what's going on. I am busting my tail to get down that 60, 80, 90 feet, whatever it is, to get to that next base. And that's my focus. And I'm laser beamed in on that. Because the minute I start looking around, the minute I'm going to slow down, or the minute I'm going to feel like, hey, what if they get there before I do? 
right? And I'm out. So this whole idea of, hey, let's keep moving forward. What are you actually focused on? That changes everything. And if you want to endure, if you want to persevere, ask yourself, what am I really focused on? What's the bigger picture here? And, and I would tell you over and over again, it's, it's Jesus. That's the church answer, I know, but it's also the right answer. Right. Um, there's so Je- much Jesus going on. and community. Like yes. I always say, you know, it's about who you surround yourself Bingo. around, right? You know, if you're in a marriage and you've got some friends that are in a difficult relationship, that's not going to build you up, up to be stronger and vice versa if you're single and you've got a bunch of friends that are not in that. So it's really important that you're like also community outside sure. of God, obviously. Too. And and you don't want other people to be that rucksack. Right. If you've got people that are the rucksack, then maybe it's time that you start moving away from them some. You don't want people that are pulling you back, but you want people that you can encourage and they're going to walk forward with you sure. and not hold you back. Right. Um, you know, in, in Hebrews 12 too, it talks about, hey, fixing your eyes on Jesus, who's the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. He's the beginning of everything in your life. He's the end of everything in your life. And he's everything in between. Yeah. So keep your eyes focused on him. Um, and when all those distractions and other people begin to tell you one thing or another, or, hey, you should do this or you should do that, just just take a time out. Take a chill pill like we used to talk about in high school. Talk right? about 72 yeah. hours, process, just, let God have time to work with what you've given him. <laughs> but, hey, what does Jesus say that you are? What's your identity? Who does he proclaim to you to be? Not what you think about yourself, not what others think about yourself. Yeah. When you think about perseverance and endurance, you have to go back to Jesus, right? And his whole focus was on the will of the Father. Everything he did was God's will, right? For our sake. And he endured for our sake. And so with that, if you think about his last couple of days on earth, right before he was killed, he, he was taken before Roman authorities, the government of the day. And they were against him. They didn't keep him from being crucified. Then you go to the religious leaders and and the trial before the religious leaders of the day. They were against him. And then in front of the mob, the social media, if you will, the Instagram, Facebook, they all said, crucify him, give us Barabbas. And so the left of the day was against Jesus. The hard right of the day, if you look at the political spectrum of today, and even the social media, everybody in between. And yet he was called to endure and persevere. Um, kept his focus on what God had asked him to do, what he knew he was supposed to do, the will. Um, and that's where we pay, we get to enjoy the benefits of that as he endured and persevered for our for our sake. And, right. And so as we're rounding the base paths and focusing on the bases, <laughs> right? No, focusing on what the next step is, where we're trying to go, what we're learning, all those wonderful things, where's our focus? And the Bible specifically says, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the beginning and the end and everything in between. So there's your key focus, right? Which I, yeah, which I love. And to, because we can go on and on and on, right? Which I, which, um, but at the end of every sermon, my favorite part is you have like this closing question. So this particular one, if you can ask your question to the audience, absolutely, I feel and like it's nothing we need an answer to today, yeah. but it always makes me walk away thinking deeper mm-hmm. and wanting to reflect on it. When I get worried and I get in a quote dizzy, right? When it's because I've lost my focus, this is where this question comes in. And it's really, are you living today based on your fear and your difficulties? Are you living today based on Jesus's promises and presence? Because he made us promises He hasn't ever going to go back on those promises and his presence is with us all the time. So what's your focus? The fear and difficulties 
or the promises and presence of Jesus. And that will be the game changer for how you persevere in this life. Which I love that. So for all of you out there listening, if you didn't write that down, you know you can stop, pull over, write it down. I always encourage people to actually sit with paper Mm -hmm. and pencil and just just have that inspirational time, obviously, to think about all the wonderful things that Chris has shared today that hopefully makes you live your life more passionate, more purposeful, and with God in your corner of every race that you run that makes it all worth it. So we are going to love and leave you and can't wait for our next chat because we are definitely going to have him on again to talk more. Any questions you have, Join me at River Rock so you can meet Chris in person and ask him all the incredible questions and just be involved in any way that you can or online if you're not with us locally here in North Florida. Have a blessed day. It's been another great talk on this episode of One True Talks by Renee Rochelle. I look forward to our next chat. Please write in your questions and comments so I can be sure to talk about whatever it is you want to discuss in our next upcoming episode. Lots of love. God bless. XOXO.